Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Radio Land. And Trout Professor. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. What a wonderful day. This day of August. Crane Day. Crane Days. Crane Day. I'm so excited. Well, it's not really Crane Day. Crane Days is when they have the big festival thing. But the this heck is, it is. This is Crane Day to me. Yeah, this is our Crane Day. This is uh, this is the day that we go to Rahia County and get into the drawing. Yep. We I'm, hope. I'm looking that we're selected. Yes, I'm looking. Unlike you, last year, that was not selected. Yes. Thank you for bringing up that most painful memory. I really appreciate you doing that this early in the morning. <laughs> Just saying. But you asked me this morning if I was excited and, and all that. I said, I'm pessimistically optimistic. So Pessimistically optimistic. Yeah. Nah, it's going to work. It's going to work good. We're going to be good. Hey, if I don't get drawn, I'm going to write my commissioner a strongly worded letter. A very strongly worded No, you worded. need to write somebody else, huh? What are you saying? <laughs> you saying you don't care about your constituents? I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. Just me. I'm not saying that at all. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, it is. Uh, <laughs> it it is. It, it it's you know. Last year we had about 175 people that were not drawn. And I mean, it's a fair draw. So it is fair. It's fair. Even though I was one of the first ones out. And you were not. It's fair. I mean, it is a fair draw. I mean, all, it's all above board. I'm, I'm just, I'm just sour grapes. I'll be honest. So, well, you did get in the computer drawing. Yeah, and I got to take one crane last year. So, there you go. One and done. One and done. Well, well not actually. You know how I shoot. It was more like three and done. But you know, hey, same thing. Well, there is uh, a couple things that are happening different this year. Uh, number one is uh, there are more drawings. Or more tags available in Dayton. Uh, and it is in Dayton. That's one thing that's different. It's at Ray County High School, not at Birchwood like it's been in the past. We've outgrown it. I uh, had several conversations with uh, TWRA uh, this week about that. And uh, I said, how are the people at Birchwood? And uh, they said, I think they were relieved that we moved because <laughs> they just got big. Let's go, let's go to the phones. We'll, we'll get more on this in a little bit. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Good morning there, lads. How are y'all? Doing well, sir. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You sounded good there this morning. Well, I'm I'm awake. I'm excited. I mean, to me, this is uh, this is a big deal. Crane Day drawing is a big deal. Yeah, I was uh, reading your Facebook post about it there yesterday. It sounded like you're kind of excited. I am. I I, I don't know why uh, I have become so hooked on crane hunting but i have it's just fun it's just fun i'm actually seriously looking at how i can go and crane hunt in other states just to see how it's done 
Um, and I do think I'm actually going to Canada next year. So where they actually start. So I know that they hunted them up there as well. So. Well, I'm a, I'm going to show my stupid side. I didn't know that you hunted crane. I did. I just never assumed that those were a hunted species. Well, um, actually, it's it's what relatively new, like five six years. Well, in Tennessee, it's only about is it four or five years? Five, I think. Okay, I think. Uh, so, but now they've hunted them quite a bit elsewhere, Ronnie. Um, Texas, Texas hunts them, and a lot of a lot of the Midwest. I mean, they're called ribeye in the sky, and they are really extremely good eating. And um, and there, there's just to me, it's just it's just an addiction. It has become an addiction. I'll be honest; I would rather crane hunt than deer hunt. I mean, it's I like the it. It's more interactive, and you know, there's a lot more action and a lot more camaraderie. You can talk with your friends. You know. You're not sitting in a stand trying to be quiet, and I, I kind of like the atmosphere of kind of like a open field duck blind, for lack of a better term. Okay, okay. Well, very well then. Uh, and where I miss, where did you say the first hunt's going to take place? Well, the drawing is today, and that's at uh, Ray County High School. The season okay. the season doesn't open until the end of November. Okay. So this is just all about the drawing. Well, I wish y'all good luck, and y'all have a wonderful day. I'm fixing to pull into my driveway, which I left out of at 9 o'clock yesterday morning. Goodness gracious. It's been a long day. I know it. I'm getting way too old for this. I understand. (laughs) I understand. Ronnie, thanks for calling, man. All right. You guys be safe. Take care. Will do, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And that was the infamous Ronnie Dodd of Dodd Training and Associates. And uh, I got a feeling he could hit what he shoots at. If if he crane hunted, I got a real good feeling he could probably knock, knock a few out of the sky. He's pretty good at it. That's well, yeah. And I was wrong, as you're so kindly pointing out. It's actually December first this year. So December first through January twenty seventh. There is a period of time of three days in the middle during the Crane Festival that we will not be hunting them in the Crane Zone. Mm-hmm. But out, I'm sorry, is it January 17th? What's over here? That's statewide. Yeah. So uh, except his Sandhill Crane season is closed in the southeast crane section, which we are a part of, the 18th through the 20th of 2019. So what is this dates over here? Statewide is... I know, over there. Uh, That's the southeast crane zone. That's the crane zone. Oh, okay. December 1st through January 17th, and closed January 21st through 27th. Hmm. Which... That's weird. Yeah. When's... when's, I wonder when Sun Hill Crane Days are. I can find that information out. Give me just a second. So anyway, uh, if you've never craned on it, it is it is a hoot. But now you do have to get drawn, and if you don't, if you can't go today, like our buddy Richard Sims who cannot go today, you can get into the computer drawing. And we are we were talking about the changes. Number one, um, 
we have added more permits. The permits are a function of the count. We've added more permits, and I think this year in the crane zone, it's 479 permits will be issued with three birds per. So 479 hunters, three bird, three permits per. Uh, and then the second thing is, if you are in the statewide drawing and are, are selected, uh, you will get two birds versus one. So a couple of big significant changes that I really pushed for. Uh, some other information. Shooting hours are from sunrise to 3 p.m. local time. Uh, Check-in harvested cranes must be accompanied by a kill tag and checked in by the end of the calendar day. Uh, federal regulations, no shotguns larger than 10-gauge or capable of holding more than three shot shells. Uh, federally approved non-toxic shot is required. There you go. So, is there a shotgun bigger than 10-gauge? Eight. I've never heard of that. Honestly, I've n- that's, that's a new one on me. I don't know that they make them anymore. I don't know why you would. I, I don't. I sure don't know why you would shoot one. Isn't an uh, eight gauge kind of like a mortar? You just sit down on the ground and just real close. You know. Uh, you know, they the advancement in technology in the shells is one reason that the ten gauge is not nearly as popular as it used to be. I've never fired a 10-gauge, but I'm thinking that could be really punishing on one shoulder. It's not as bad as you think if you get a good one. A semi-auto, semi-auto yeah. Semi-auto, exactly. Yeah, but I'm thinking like a 10-gauge pump or something like that, you're, yeah. you're going to feel it. Yeah, I, and I'm actually in the market for a 10-gauge semi-automatic uh, just to, because I need one. Why not? Go with everything else. Yeah. Um, but no, I do want one because there's a, the place we hunt in Missouri, a duck hunt. It's kind of funny because, you know, we'll shoot 12 gauge, 12 gauge, 12 gauge, and then the guide will finish up with his 10 gauge, go, go boom. <laughs> and a little bird goes doo, 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 in the water. So, I'm, I'm still in the market for, uh, I don't want to say, I don't know how to say this. I want a. F- I'm I'm trying to phrase this correctly so I don't get chastised by my good friend Tony who knows I will not a lot good, you. a lot more about guns. I'll not chastise. I you. want a decent over and under but not one that's got all the inlay, you know, not one that I'm afraid to take a field. I want a gun I can take a field, it, you know, if it gets some marks up on it, not a problem, but I don't want to spend mm-hmm. you know $4,000 on an over and under and but I want something that's going to be good but not super expensive why would i chastise you over that well i mean you know you 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 kind of pay for what you get um no there's no doubt you you pay for what you get but i definitely understand the utilitarianism of a of a gun right uh i mean you you've heard me tell and i haven't told on there when i i was a remington 1100 guy 1100 1187 i Wanted an over and under, went to Jumbo Sports. Were they been here when you came here? Who was president then? Like I, Reagan? I don't know. Because, <laughs> no, they weren't here. Um, they were, I, well, where they were at, on Shepherd Road, where that Metro Tabernacle is now. 
That was Jumbo Sports. No, they were not here. And I know, I, I know about when it was because I tried to buy the building for a company I was in. Okay. And I was in that company from 2000 to 2005. So they went out of business uh, somewhere around late 90s. Okay, I got here in 05. So, no. so I went to uh, Jumbo Sports. Bought a Beretta 686 Essential, which is the bottom line over and under, because I didn't know if I'd like it or not. So I bought it, and then, um, and, and it was a, it, there's nothing fancy about it. Nothing fancy about it. And that's the gun I still use. That's the only over and under I still have today. I and think it's not fancy, but it works. I'm, the reason I'm wanting an over and under is two reasons. One, I like the look of the gun. Yep. Two, you don't have to worry about a plug. Three, I think it would make a good waterfowl gun. And four, it'd make a good turkey gun because yep. you know there again you you know you can mess with the chokes on them and you know get your pattern just right and go from there. And I think you know I I just like the look of the over and under. Sure. And I just got a recommendation on uh, on a text. Somebody said. Uh, Carter said, Ruger Red Label. They make a good one. I tell you what, um, we had four people take the, the TriStar over and under off of the wall of guns at the Friends of an Army. Four. Yeah, I was not one of those four. And- I understand. But I'm just saying, they t- four people took it off the board. Um, and then there's a, there's a couple of others out there which are. Pointer is one that I keep hearing about. I don't know much about it, but I keep hearing about it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, 267-1023, 267-1023 to be part of the show. Unlike Carter, who texts you, you can call in and let us know what's going on. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. 
Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Sanders Outdoors. Rob's in some kind of fantasy world here. Hey, she came home with the Russians. <laughs> that's Good me. Good Lord. Good Lord. Dreaming on, dreaming on. Maybe that's why they keep running the Cordell and Cordell commercials on our show. Is They know that one of us is going to need a divorce lawyer soon. Well, <laughs> I'll put it this way. When I first got married, and I know you just celebrated your anniversary, so uh, congratulations to you and Kina. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm not divorced yet. No, not yet. Um, but I'll be honest, uh, 23 years ago, I'm pretty sure uh, when my wife and I started dating, uh, she it, I know it took her a good four or five weeks to spell my last name. So uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it took four or five weeks to get used to you. No, she got used to me the first couple of dates. But, yeah, you know, right. But yeah, no, it took her a couple of weeks to figure out the last name. And when you when she started introducing me to her family, she was trying, you know, the pronunciation of my last name and uh, uh, was a little foreign. Pardon the pun, but uh, a little foreign to her uh, family. I, I laugh. You know, my vehicle refers to you as Pradla. Oh yeah, I, I've gotten all kinds of spelling. I mean, I've gotten people saying, you know. I look at my name and, you know, I'd like to buy a vowel. You know, sure, why not? I don't care. Uh, but the funny thing is it, it, it's it been mispronounced. And I'll just, I just roll with it, you know, and I can always tell when I'm going to get addressed because if it's not a friend of mine, they'll, you know, come across my name on a roster. They'll stop and they'll say, Robert. And there's this long pause, and I'm like, yeah, that's me right here. Just call me Rob. That's fine. So. You know, the funny thing, though, is your name's really pretty easy when you look at it. Well, yeah, but people people overthink it is the problem. Yep. Yeah, so. Beaver man. Do we really want to talk to him? Yeah, he's on his way down to Atlanta. I know, but do we really want to talk to him? Yeah, sure. I think we should. Um, I'm fishing with him tomorrow, actually. Are you really? Yes. We are headed over to uh, Turtle Town. This is another opportunity of, of to go fishing that I'm not invited on. I, I'm really starting to get a complex. <laughs> I hope you understand that, Beaverman. I am getting a complex. A complex? Yeah. You you take well, Rob you I, take Rob Prattle fishing all the time, and I don't get to go. Or, or as uh, Siri Siri calls him Rob Prattula. Uh My my Ford my Prattula. Ford calls him Prattula. If I ever run Prattula. for office, I'm going to say I'm going to put up campaign stickers. Vote for Rob, the name you can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, hey, uh, the um, I, I've got to go. I'm driving to the ATL so I can pay for our our dailies tomorrow. All right, up uh, up on the property, but I, I may whip out my old glass four weight and blow the dust off of it, and <laughs> Tony's rod, and see how I can uh, make it work. You know, that would probably have you still never fished with that thing. 
No, I have. I actually okay. have fished with it, and it's a it's a fine fine little rod. It's a slower action That's because beat. it's glass, right? Um, you yeah. know, compared to like the graphites, but uh, it, it does does nicely slinging a big black booger. It is slow. It is slow. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> when you make your back cast, you look at the calendar and see how many days are left till Christmas. Then you wait, make your forward cast. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, the um, you know the overrunners, and I, I am not a expert in shotguns at all. Um, the um, but you know you can spend a, a boatload of money on a uh, on a side by side or an over under mm-hmm. um and and I really I, I'm not a good enough shot to be able to distinguish the difference um personally but they're um you know I mean in, you know aside from fancy engraving and super quality wood and all that stuff but those uh Ruger red labels that are stainless with a synthetic stock are are Literally bulletproof. I mean, you know, you could take those and just chunk them in the bottom of a aluminum bass boat or duck boat and never, ever worry about them, freezing or anything else. They, uh, you know, compared to like, my, my friend, whole week, we went out to Oklahoma, and it was like 11 degrees. And we were sitting on the edge of this lake, and the... Birds, these birds were coming right at us, and he went to stand up to shoot. His feet were off balance a little bit, and he just face planted in about six inches of water, and starts cussing. I can't repeat everything he says, but he he, he comes up with some new words, and then gets out, and we watched his gun just it was a Beretta just just freeze up, just encase itself in a in a crust of ice, <laughs> and. Um, he had to, uh, I mean, take it out and shuck him out and everything else. It was looked like he was in the Battle of the Bulge or something. <laughs> Carter, you're you're a duck hunter. Have you ever had any semi-automatics, as you said, freeze up or give you trouble? Um, I had a Franchi, Frankie, Frankie, one time that I, yeah was a um, I had some trouble with that. The, the carrier bolt broke on it and my friend that's a gunsmith went and um had to send off to italy to get another piece and that took like nine months and so i took anyway i ended up selling it i, I bought this beretta probably 10 years ago and i've i've never had a problem with it ever and the only thing i ever do is when i'm done spray it spray it down with shotgun cleaner and stand it up on a pile of newspapers upside down and let it drip out you know, I had, I had, I've got um, a couple of Remingtons, and everybody tells me, you know, how much trouble they've had with Remingtons. I've never had any trouble with mine in in cold weather at all. Yeah. Um, I have now switched to a Benelli, uh, and I have had no issues with it yet. Uh, I've only yeah. hunted one season with it though, so. I'm on Ruger's website right now, and I'm looking for shotguns, and I'm not seeing any. Well, you're not looking hard enough, <clears throat> Rob. Right. I agree. You need to lo- loosen up your Google a little bit. 
and um, <clears throat> go to Sportsman's Warehouse and get and pick one. They out. don't have it in stock. There they can go. order it for you, right? I go to sportsmanswarehouse.com, and they have 8,000 guns out there to find. That's right. But um, the I have a friend, though, that um, old man, and, he, and he's, he collects old shotguns, and you know, he's got some of the uh, really nice, I mean, the British-made stuff and, and all that are that are looking at guns. You know, he doesn't, damn sure doesn't take him duck hunting. And, uh, but... You know, for as good of a shooter I'm at, I mean, a Stevens is, is is plenty. I mean, you can get in one of those for 400 500 bucks. Well, I know there's, um, like I said, there's, uh, I don't know, yeah, I don't know much on the, on the, um, the over and unders. As, like, like I said, I've got one, and it's the same one I've had for all these years. But um, I know that there's, quite a few out there that are what I call inexpensive. And to me, inexpensive for a shotgun uh, is $1,000 or less. Uh, yeah. I know that there's several, Beretta makes several that are in the the $2,000 range, which are really nice. And I think it, honestly, I don't know that it has anything to do with shooting as much as it does just the functionality of it. But I, And I do know that one thing is I laugh about with mine, when you break mine down, the safety goes on, and it drives people nuts. And to me, that's the only that's the only thing I've ever had. So I don't think anything about it. But I've had more people try to shoot my gun, and you know the safety would be on, and it worked. It stopped them from firing. So right, and they're a well made firearm. So, I agree. Yeah, uh, the um, I uh, I look on that Compass Auctions. Uh-huh. fairly regularly now since I was um, recommended to do so by my good friend Tony and 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 they you know they you'll see some some nice stuff from time to time you'll see a, some old junky junk right um but um I mean there was a Stevens on there the other day that yeah I mean, it was a side by side I think right an older looking Stevens but uh you know they're they're out there you just Look right. around, look around, see what you got. All right. The, uh, well, I'm uh, I'm heading to the ATL. I'm fixing to run out of radio room. We'll have fun, and and, uh, uh, and we will. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll develop memories and information t- tomorrow to share with you next week. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Thank you, Carter. All right. It's time for us to go pay a bill. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. 
Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the palette. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Chronic wasting disease affects white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, and moose populations in many states. We are CWD-free in Tennessee and are counting on hunters to keep it that way. Remember, if you hunt out of state for big game animals, it's very important that you learn the proper way to bring those harvested animals home. New restrictions are in place for good reason. Learn more at tnwildlife.org. Please help us keep Tennessee CWD-free. Outdoors. Heading up to Dayton, Tennessee today. Get into the Samfield Crane drawing. Looking forward to uh, seeing everything that's going on up there. It's always a lot of fun. Always. Big social event. Social event. Big social event. We get to see people we normally don't see throughout the rest of the year. They come out of the woodwork and come to the crane drawing. Uh, I just see. I saw the the Forgotten Child Crappie Tournament. That's coming up on October thirteenth. Correct. Man, it's coming quick. Yeah. Is that on a Sunday? Uh, I don't know. It is not. It's a Saturday. Okay, good. Are we involved in that one? I believe we are the MCs for the weigh-in mm. again. Good. We didn't screw up too bad then. No, we get to see all the big crappie that everybody brings in. Uh, also, we get to eat any crappie? That's Oh, that would be nice. Have a weigh-in and a fish fry. There we go. That'll do it. That would work. That would work. Uh, also, just uh, for your information, uh, this Thursday, the August 16th, Trout Unlimited is having its monthly meeting at Two Squares Restaurant, located at 3399 Amnicola Highway. Travis Scott, stream biologist for the TWRA, will be giving a update on brook trout restoration efforts in the Cherokee National Forest. Refreshments will be provided from Two Squares. Um, there will also be a 30-minute tying demonstration on the top two brook trout flies by a 
Tire, who is local and a nice guy. Is that you? Yeah. Hmm. Notice I did not say world-renowned tire. I just said, you know, nice guy. I'm the one that says you're world-renowned. Well, Speaking of rookies, Mm -hmm. did you know that uh, I posted on Facebook the Labrador hunting license for this coming year? I guess it's this coming year. What did you get? Bass. You got a bass. Mm -hmm. So this next one will be a Labrador. Okay. The next one's going to be a brookie. I'm definitely getting the brook trout because you have seen the back of my vehicle, and Mm -hmm. I have the brook trout plate with the license frame catch and release. Well, let me back up. It's supposed to be. They're having trouble finding a, a picture they want. I could make some suggestions. Okay. So Why don't you let your commissioner know? He'll pass it on to the selection people. I will let my commissioner know. Okay. I don't know that he's up yet. Bill Swan's up. Yeah, I'll give him a call <laughs> real quick. <laughs> but uh, I, they, they told me that... Um, they are. They're looking into brook for the next one. Sweet, I like that. Cause, yeah, because we got warm water uh, bass fishing. You know, we've got our our great bass fisheries here in Tennessee. We have our wonderful deer hunting. We've getting our waterfowl on with the uh, Labrador, and now we'll be getting our native trout for the state of Tennessee. Which you know, there's a lot of problems with habitat and stuff like that and as a commissioner i know you're well aware of the brook trout are they're hanging on by a fingernail and a lot of people are doing a lot of things to help the brook trout Mm -hmm. and you know stream restorations and stuff like this so i think it's a great thing that we're trying to keep that's the one i have yeah that says lifetime and it's got an angler and a hunter i believe on Mm -hmm. but uh no, I think that uh, having a brook trout on there would be good to show that, you know, this is our native our native trout, our our local guy. Yeah. So that's the plan anyway. So that's the bass. That's the bass. Thank for everybody. That's the bass. Show it to the camera there. Big old largemouth bass. So Not, and I didn't I didn't bring the I didn't bring the Labrador one. This year, this uh, week. People could go to uh, the TWRA's website and actually see it. It's on the website uh, under kind of news. and Go to our Facebook page and see it, too. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really good-looking, it's a really, really good-looking uh, license. I mean, that Labrador, I don't know who drew that lab, but it's a really good-looking picture. And there's some, uh, I believe, some wood ducks in the back. Mm-hmm. So... It's become very popular, the the and, new hard license. I, and then, of course, you got the people that complain. And and when they start complaining, I'll say, dude, it's optional. They're paying five bucks for it. You don't have to pay a dime for it. It's optional. It's five bucks. And I'd rather have a hard license than a Walmart receipt. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I like the hard license. But I will be honest, I'm glad that Tennessee's kind of keeping with a little bit of tradition. Uh, the deer license great artwork uh the bass great artwork the lab again great artwork i'm sure the the brook trout will be the same the only issue i have is that i'm old enough to remember and you are too when there were actual and i look forward to getting it every year i look forward to getting my waterfowl uh stamp and people compete and there's you know lots of 
I mean, hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. compete in the artwork to be chosen to be the stamp for whatever year it is. But I remember when there used to be stamps. Uh, when I was in college, I remember them very vividly. The trout stamps were just as gorgeous as the waterfowl stamps, and you had to sign your name across them. And I always felt bad because I thought it was such a pretty picture. I didn't want to deface it, so I tried to sign down at the bottom as close as I could. They were absolutely gorgeous, and I've kept several of those. I've got them tucked away in my fly tying drawer, and someday I'm going to get around to framing a few of them because they're just really good-looking artwork. And I think this is one way to kind of get back to the roots of, of you know, local artists putting forth their work and having their work recognized on a statewide basis for conservation. My two cents. I'll get off my soapbox now. No, I like that. I think that's great. I think it's awesome. You know, I'm sure you had more than one Labrador submitted, and uh, there was... You know, I honestly don't know. Oh, okay. I, I I'm sure there was a process, but I don't have any idea what the process was. Well, uh, the one they chose is outstanding. Um, and it, and I guess the part that's confusing me, it's 2018 license. But this is... Yours is a 2018 license. Right. I believe it's going to start... Uh, the the I believe that the reason it's labeled as that is because if you click on it, you're going to get a, you go to the oh. portal to buy a license. Gotcha. Which would be 2018. So, and it may be that that's the ones that they have now. Right. Because Sunny had just um, got one, and um, I think he said his was a deer. Yeah, you have a choice right now. You have a choice of deer or bass. I chose bass because I am the trial professor and and what does that have to do with a bass it's a fish it's closer than a deer <laughs> okay fair enough that works <laughs> uh so anyway that's the deal mm-hmm. it is a, it is a nice looking license you know it'd be cool if they could uh you know incorporate a lot more you know like that because I, I think this really shows off a lot of the you yeah. know tennessee artwork that uh did you did you put in for any quota hunts? Uh, elk. Besides elk. Elk twice, but no. Okay. The uh, I got my email on the quota hunt uh, this week. I think I so, got the email on it. I have not put in yet. No. Well, wait a minute. You didn't. You wouldn't have got an email if you didn't put in for any. This is everything oh. but elk. Oh. This is not elk. No, I have not. I have not put in. I thought they were going to email me. Sorry. No. No, I have not put in. It's too late to put in. Okay. Fair enough. Well, good thing I didn't. So then. let's go back to the, my original question. Did you put in, that says in past tense, Okay. for any quota hunts? No. Thank you. Okay. If you did put in for quota hunts, unlike my friend Rob, you can already know whether you were successful or not. I was not drawn for Hawassi this year. Hmm. Which is... You get drawn for President's Island? I didn't put in for President's Island. Oh, okay. Uh, I did... um, I did put in for Hawassi, and I put in for Cheatham, because there's been a little bit of controversy for Cheatham, so Hmm. I thought I'd put in for Cheatham, and I was selected for Cheatham. Good for you. In November sometime. So. That'll be good. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to log into my TWA account right here. Why? You didn't put in for anything. I want to see if I got drawn for the elk hunt yet. It's not. <laughs> I'm just going to check. 
it's not we don't release that until August at the commission meeting. Oh. It is August. The commission meeting. Oh. In two weeks. We do not release the elk drawing except at the commission meeting. Okay. So you won't find out anything. We'll be right back. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roast or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. I'm watching uh, Robert take his crane test. He missed one. The question is, do you have to make 100? And we're about to find out. Because you're not going to make 100 now. No, I hit the wrong button on one of them. (laughs) You you hit exactly the button you were pushing. (laughs) You selected wrong. (laughs) He's all upset now. No. It's next question. Let's see here. You, you only got three more to go. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I can't help you. Okay. So anyway, all right. So while Rob is finishing up his test, and we're going to find out here in a minute, you do have to take a test to hunt sentinel cranes, which I find interesting. Um. Huh. So. We're going to find out. I don't think I passed it this time. Yeah, I got to retake it. <laughs> Whoops. That's pretty tough. You got to make 100 because yep. you made, what, an 85? Yeah, on that one. I'm good on the identification. It's the rest of the parts that I'm having a little issue with. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. All right, you can take it at the top of the hour break. How's that? Sounds good. We got a show to do. Yeah, I was a little focused on trying to do two things at once. I'm not a good multitasker, unlike my good friend Tony <laughs> Sanders, who has five things going on at one time. All right, so a couple of things. Uh, we had, a unfortunately, a tragic death of a young man on an ATV. Uh, been trying to tell people that uh, ATVs can be dangerous, and this is a perfect example. Uh, I'm not going to chastise uh, 
the young man or his family or anything. That's not the point. The point is, though, is if you're out riding an ATV, you should wear a helmet. I have started wearing a helmet at my age. Um, and it, not out of fear of uh, a wreck and, and getting hurt, although that should be something I'm concerned with. I caught a limb across the eye. That's where I was going to go with this exact conversation. And so after that, I realized, you know, I can't replace my eyes. So I think I will be just a little more cautious with my four-wheelers, which included a helmet and, and, and glasses. Now, I don't necessarily wear like a full face, face shield because they're so hot. But I've started wearing a helmet, and I'm wearing glasses or safety glasses. So if I do catch a limb across the face again... It's uh, it's a situation, but also the helmet is is purely for if I do fall off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it do, it does not take a big fall to get hurt. You could roll off the back of an ATV and um, and hit your head on a rock. Mm-hmm. You could hit your head on uh, on the ATV itself. So there's just uh, there's there's no reason uh, not to uh, put a helmet on. And then, of course, we had another drowning here, and uh, this was uh, Bobby Stone, um, who most people know through uh, Atomic Films and Chattanooga Film Festival and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, really, really super nice guy, and uh, unfortunately was walking between boats in the Hidden Harbor area mm-hmm. and, uh, and slipped, fell, went into the water, and was, did not re- return. 57 years old. According to uh, News Channel 9, uh, when he fell, he hit his head and uh, on the side of the boat, and they think it may have knocked him unconscious at that point. So, you know, there again, you know, like you said with relating it back to the ATVs, if you fall off, you could do some damage if you're wearing a helmet. I'm not suggesting that he should have been wearing a helmet, but, right. you know, a, a slip or a trip or a fall it can turn dangerous real quick. Yeah, and, and, and of course, you would not have expected him to be wearing a life jacket just walking around uh, on a, a deck of a, um, a good-sized boat. Uh, I, you know, it was not a small, it was not a small boat. Uh, so, you know, it, I, it's a shame. Uh, water is not forgiving, and you need to remember that. And people, I think, tend to forget that. And it's just not forgiving. So, um, I hate that. I hate that for Bobby and uh, his family. So, so, mm. all right. Uh, first hour is in the can. And uh, we'll go and, and do our top of the hour news break. And when we come back for more Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hour number two. 
Hey, did you happen to catch Richard Sims' epic battle with a spinning rod and a 35-pound catfish? I did. That was kind of cool. That was very cool. That was very cool. And I think he was by himself, too, right? Mm-hmm. So, just him and, him and a fish. It's like the old man in the sea. Uh, Except yeah. Richard's not old and it wasn't a marlin. But No, Richard is old. and It was the size of a marlin. <laughs> it was it was it was big and blue. Yeah. So anyway, it was it was a pretty cool deal. He uh if you didn't see it, if you don't follow Richard Sims Scenic City Fishing on Facebook, then you really should cuz he posts a lot of videos of, of fish catches, but uh he had uh, just dropped his clients off, decided to go back out and scout for some fish and ended up hooking up with a light tackle, not his big honking um Pen Gold International yeah, Deep yeah. Sea, yeah, rig. Deep Sea rods he uses for his catfish, but it hooked up on a, just a light spinning tackle and uh, about a thirty-five pound cat. It was a uh, it was a pretty long fight. I went like 15, 20 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. It was a pretty good fight. So mm-hmm. anyway, he videoed a lot of it while it was happening. So check that out. Hey, get big shout out to my buddy uh, John Beatty of Beatty Fertilizer, proud sponsor of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Well, I, I'm assuming they're proud to be a sponsor. They keep they keep sponsoring us, so that's good. Yes. Anyway, uh, we uh, I'm I'm on a new lease uh, up in in Hamilton County, and uh, I've never killed a deer in Hamilton County, so this is gonna be kind of fun. Well, maybe you can help our numbers. Well, I, I take that back. My wife has killed more deer in Hamilton County than I have. That's that's definitely true and accurate. Uh. She doesn't appreciate it when I remind everybody that she likes to run over deer in her car, but that's another point. My insurance agent, Rodney, who is also a sponsor, does not like it when she runs over deer with her car (laughs) at all. Anyway, sorry, uh, I digress. So um, we were, I got on the lease, and it was, was, I'm I'm now wondering if they wanted me on the lease or they wanted me and my contacts on the lease. Because the first thing they said was, Hey, don't you have a contact with a fertilizer company? I'm like, you know. Why, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, so I called um, I called John up, and I said, hey, I don't have time to do the soil testing, which I highly recommend. And if you haven't done your planting for your food plots, because normally we don't plant till late August, early September anyway. But this has been such a weird year from the weather standpoint. It's just so wet. But anyway, the one of the things that – I'm, I'm digressing. I'll come back in a second. So I called him up and said, hey, I don't have time, so I want this and this, and uh, fertilizer and lime. And he said, "What? how about if I suggest this fertilizer for you? And so we started talking about it, and instead of going with the 10-10-10 or whatever it is everybody always gets – he suggested a different combination, and they said the reason was is because of the soil here. He had he said I can almost assure you that this is a better fertilizer for your food plots, even though I've never looked at your food plots, just from the area of the country you're in. That and experience in fertilization. I mean, talk to the experts. So so he uh, he hooked us up. They and we took advantage of the delivery service that that you mentioned in the, the radio spot now. Uh, but, and, and I didn't think about it because I'm getting 80 bags of stuff. And he said, well, you know, you're talking about a couple of, a couple, a ton of stuff. And I said, you know, you're right. 
I hadn't thought about that. So they delivered it for us and drove it right to our lease, unloaded it there at the at the cabin, and and we've been we got it all put out. We we got clover and other things as well. Uh, and then uh, this morning, I am getting some seed for the food plots. Uh, now they don't make the seed there uh, or package it, but they have obviously contacts. And this is specifically formulated for food plots. And so uh, we used some before, and I haven't used it in a few years, and so we're getting seed. Um, and so I, I really appreciate John and, and his team working with us. And here's the thing that's even funnier. We have messed up in Tennessee the seed companies because the people that do this seed, you know, they hasn't been available. And, and John has been wearing them out trying to get me seed. And, and this, this will tell you what kind of service these guys do. Um, because it's not just, they didn't do this because of me. All right. This is, this is how they do business. Uh, we've been struggling and struggling to get um, get everything done. And, and get the seat in. Well, they actually drove to Knoxville yesterday and picked up the seed because it was just manufactured yesterday, the day before. Huh. So they drove up Friday morning and picked it up, uh, specially blended for food plots. And uh, matter of fact, and so he uh, he was actually coming down to Chattanooga. He's he's within a couple of miles of the station right now. He was coming down here to swim. And uh, so they just they brought the seed down, and it's we get to load it up. It's apparently it's sitting uh, at the back of my truck. Cool. So that's the kind of people that we deal with. When I recommend you to deal with somebody, there's a reason. It's because they do a good job. Well, you know, it it strikes me that you know the seed uh, they're having to produce it earlier, you know, because we're putting it in earlier or whatever the case. No, it, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I di- I digressed and didn't get there. Here's what happened. Okay. Velvet Hunt, yeah, the twenty fifth of August, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth of August, right, has blown up the seed. the The seed people said, "Why is everybody asking us for seed this early? This is so we we don't make it." And and so John asked me the question. I said, "Because of the Velvet Hunt in Tennessee, we've never had one." Mm-hmm. It was like, "Oh," and so they're going to have to adjust their seed schedule. Yeah, I think you know. That's part of it, and I think, you know, the surrounding – I always find it interesting. You know, since since I've been on the show, I always find the the differences interesting and the little nuances interesting. One of the nuances is, you know, we've, we've now got the velvet hunt. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. We need – that means you got to get stuff done earlier. Right. So um, uh, I think it's Alabama and Georgia open up before us and then close after us. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, you know, we're right on that line, so – we get a lot of information from that area. And Richard did a great article the other day on states. There are still 10 states in the United States that do not allow hunting on Sundays. Yeah. So what I'm sitting here thinking is, you know, we're getting earlier. Some states you can't hunt on Sundays. It's, it's just unique to see the different variations of state laws. So do you think that was because of the Puritan laws? Most definitely. Or do you think that was to let the the, the wildlife rest? Uh, Puritanic laws, in my opinion. 
the reason is um, most of the states that were listed are in the northeast except for well they're all up and down the uh, eastern seaboard um, I don't know why but it was it was kind of weird to me and w- you know we've talked about it um, the 10 states that do not allow Sunday hunting are Connecticut Delaware Maine Maryland Massachusetts New Jersey North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia, except for a few of those, most of those were the original 13 colonies. Minus Georgia, West Virginia was not. Um, South Carolina? South Carolina was... I don't know if they were... Yeah, they were in the original 13, weren't they? I think... I don't know. I didn't realize Maine didn't. No. No hunting on Sundays. Nope. And and to me that you know the, and like the weird thing about Illinois you can't use a rifle you can only use a shotgun. Okay, that's you know their laws you deal with it. Rhode Island you cannot use a rifle, which I understand because if you fire a rifle shell it's going to be through Connecticut and on its way to New Jersey because Rhode Island's so darn small. But I was thinking about this earlier and you know you brought it up. You do all this work for your food plots to bring in animals and some of these states are actually taking one, I mean, most people work Monday through Friday, and they're taking away one of your days to hunt mm-hmm. that you could hunt. So a lot of these people may have to take off work to hunt. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but you've only got X amount of time to take off. Now, do you save it up for fall? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these states also have opening day of fishing. Mm-hmm. So do you save it up for fall, or do you save it up for spring because... There's no hunting on Saturdays, which Sundays. to me Sundays. Sundays. I'm sorry, Sundays. Beg your pardon. To me, that seems you know you're taking away one day out of a weekend when people are off. Most people. I just find it interesting. But. I do. I, I I don't disagree with you. I'm not sure. I know Connecticut and Massachusetts have opening day of fishing season. Um, well, North Carolina did, don't you remember? Andy always used to go fishing on mm-hmm. opening day of trout season. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a lot of these places there's no hunting on public land. Right. But you can hunt on private land, which is kind of, you know, some of these small states, private land is probably a little hard to find. Most definitely. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, now, South Carolina, it's no hunting on WMAs on Sunday. So... If you have private land or public land, I guess, unless it's a WMA, you can hunt. But. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I got a guy a guy called me, very nice gentleman called me on Friday, not Friday, Wednesday, called me on Wednesday, and he was upset or frustrated because the velvet hunt is on private land only, not public land. Mm-hmm. And his point was, look, I buy my license for $163 like everybody else. But yet, I don't have private land to hunt on, so you're keeping me from hunting in this velvet hunt. And he and and he was he was frustrated and upset, and it was a very valid point in argument. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think that's something that that we'll be looking at in the future. But uh, you know, it's something you got to think about when you're talking about private land, public land, and things like that. It is. So, I'm gonna look up and see if there's any. Sunday fishing regulations from these puritanical states. 
Well, they they should they should uh, they should keep fishermen from fishing if they're going to keep hunters from hunting. That's I agree with that, and that's what I'm going to look up right now. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Campfires are burning. We're gathered round in chairs. Three generations of hunting in our veins. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means. Grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Hicks and Pike. Don has steaks such as T-Bone, Porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'm thinking about selling my Suburban there at Compass Auctions. I actually think about selling some guns there, too. You could do that as well. I have recommended them. A a friend of mine just um, had her firearms that she got from her dad appraised and it's significant mm-hmm. and she was looking where to sell them and i suggested her to look at um compass auctions yeah you can buy and sell so, yeah so it's a win-win uh, and I'm, I'm looking at, at i've i've got a few too many firearms so i'm looking at liquidating some of them and and looking very hard at compass auctions cool just i think you get good value i think you get a good i think you get what the firearm is worth mm-hmm. uh there's enough people bidding that it's not stuff going for cheap right 
and and I think that's important. You want to get you want to get a good value. Somebody you got somebody that wants to get it at a good value, and you want to get a good value. And it's and I've looked at all the sites, and and I struggle with um, some of the sites out there in selling used guns. I so I struggle at gun shows getting what a gun is worth. People just want to get it. I haven't had that problem at Compass. I don't think, again, I don't think they go too overpriced. I don't think they go underpriced. I think they just kind of go. So, anyway. So that's something. Let's go to the phones and talk to Tom. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, Wonderful. Thank you. Listen, um, let let me start off. uh, I'm really not much of a hunter or fisherman. Uh, I've done a little bit, but uh, I do enjoy your show every every week. Thank you. yeah, I listen pretty regularly. I think it's a great show. Like your interviews, like what you guys are talking about, and I don't know. I just, I just like it. Uh, so this question is not judgmental or accusatory. It's just a question for information. Okay. Um, with the crane hunt, how many sandhill cranes are there in the the entire population? Uh, thousands. Thousands. Okay. Because I remember years ago, cranes. You know were endangered or something. I guess they've come back. Or well, I wasn't paying well, attention, but uh, and and they uh, may have they may have been uh, and and that hey I don't I don't take that question at all. I have a lot of people that ask that question. Um, whooping cranes are still endangered, uh, and we actually have to take a test to be able to hunt sandhill cranes to make sure that we can identify not not full blown adults because they're easy to identify the difference. But the uh, the juveniles are not as easy, and so you have to take a test to make sure you can hunt them. But I know okay. I know that the population we have here that I don't want to say they they don't necessarily winter here; they stop here for a couple of months. That population is nearly thirty thousand just here in Chattanooga. Really? Yes, sir. Well, see, that's why I was asking. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, I hear you guys talk a lot about about hunters getting a bad name and everything nowadays. But I tell you now, I'm not much of one, but uh, should anything drastic happen uh, in the country, hunters are going to be my best friend because I like to eat. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and, and, and actually, I, that's a very valid point. Uh, and one of the things that I've been uh, – I've been actually, I actually took a, a, a kind of a class uh, on – was how to store meat without refrigeration. Uh, yeah, that's a great thing to know. I, 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 when I was a kid, I remember uh, my, my family were farmers, and I remember butchering hogs in November every year, and I remembered yeah. watching, you know, the old people. Uh, well, I say they were old. Uh, they were probably my age when I was, you know, 12. But uh, they would, you know... Sugar cure and salt cure ham and things like that, and it was always very interesting to me. And so I've actually gone back trying to figure out how to do some of that. It's kind of interesting when you start studying up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my mother, uh, she's eighty four now. She grew up on a farm uh, up near uh, uh, College Dale. Okay, uh, Red Clay near Red Clay, yes. and uh, she tells she tells me she remembers when she was young they were going out and doing hog killings in yes. the uh, in the autumn. Yes, and uh, how how um, um, everything was used, everything was canned, stored, and all that stuff. And I was like, "See, that's that's something we need to know." Oh yeah, and we don't know how to do that anymore. Uh, most yeah. people. Uh, now the beauty of it is you can look it up on YouTube and find you know about anything. But 
I remember. Well, we, I remember my mom. In case the electricity goes out, we're going to need to know because we can't get on YouTube. Oh, there, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I, but I do. I remember my mom canning beans and things when I was young, and you know, she she probably didn't do it the last twenty twenty five years. Matter of fact, when uh, when she moved out of her house, uh, we found some. Uh, my son moved in and is living in her house, and we found we found some uh, some canned green beans that had to be 30 years old yeah so yeah they're probably still good <laughs> Did you eat them? I mean, no actually uh <laughs> i actually looked it up and found out that they were you know after you get past a few years you you're you're pushing your luck so we did not yeah my my grandmother uh when she was alive i'd, I'd got to go up there and visit her during the week and uh within uh 20 minutes she could have and whether you wanted it or not she was going to make this but within 20 minutes she'd have <laughs> on the table fried okra uh-huh. you know corn this cornbread all that stuff she she she'd be making it while you're talking and she'd have it on the table all can't <laughs> oh yeah absolutely so all right, well guys it's been a pleasure to talk to you and I'll keep listening thank you so much Tom appreciate it bye i'm just sitting here laughing that reminds me of my uh one of my aunts she's very italian if you stop moving, she will feed you. Oh yeah. If you if you quit moving, they will feed you. And the answer is you're going to eat. Period. Because they look at you and say, "Are you hungry? You look hungry. You're hungry. You'll eat." That's that's what you get. That is and, funny. and and I mean to this day my mom still uh does jams and jellies. If it'll fit in a jam or jelly jar, she'll make a jam or jelly out of it. She still can, so. Let me let me say too, uh what the 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 comment that tom made i want to make sure people understand you are more than welcome to any time you want to call in here and disagree with anything that we say do do not take it personal do not take now if you start getting personal uh i have a button it's called drop and i'll cut your butt off and we'll be done with the conversation but as long as it's not a, a personal attack then we're good you don't have to agree with what we talk about no and i'm sure there's a lot of people who May not, you know, uh, he hunts and fishes a little bit. I knew uh, a very good friend of mine who has since passed on who didn't hunt or fish but always listened to us because he likes no. talk radio. So here, here, here's, the, here's the other thing. Anytime you have a question about anything we're talking about, call in. I mean, he, he and, and I, I'm not implying that, that, that Tom was being controversial because that's, that's not what I was trying to say. He didn't understand the Sand Hill crane hunting. And... That was a very legitimate question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is there is a huntable population. It's actually uh, we don't we don't really talk about this. It's actually federally controlled, and the reason I know that our population is near thirty thousand is we have about twenty eight hundred permits, and we're only allowed ten percent of our five year average. So I've I've learned a little bit about how the permitting process works because one of the things I was I told you when I got appointed to the commission I was going to try to get more permits. And that's a very strict number on how many we can have, and it's 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 ten percent of our five year average survey of cranes, and they do the survey uh, where they actually count the cranes. So we're somewhere between twenty seven and thirty thousand on average over the last five years, and uh, and that's how they determine the number of permits. So there's quite a few birds here. Uh, in the area, and you just pulled it up. It says there's 650,000 cranes in the total population. Worldwide, or, uh, yeah, worldwide so, in our northern hemisphere. So there you go. 
uh, and then uh, whooping cranes. There's only one to one to um, five hundred, five hundred, four hundred, yeah. five hundred, something like that. So there's not many of those, and that's the ones where we see them using the the little airplanes to to ultralights to, ultra lights to, to lead them on their migration. Uh, and I remember um, the first time I saw a whooping crane when we were hunting. I, my my son said, "Hey, I just saw some whooping cranes." I said, "No, you didn't." He said, "No, I really did." And about five minutes later, they flew in front of me, and there was no doubt they were whooping cranes because they were as snow white as 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 a as a snowdrift. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, if you pull a trigger on a on a whooping crane, you're intending to shoot it because there's no mistake in it. No. So, all right, great question, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. Without listeners, there's no reason for us to be here. Tony Sanders Outdoors, we'll be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Listen to Tony Sanders Outdoors every Saturday morning from 5 to 7 a.m. for the latest information about all things outdoors. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now that's how you do a promo. No bad jokes or puns. That was really good. I will dive in and see if I can wade through a commercial. Let me catch my breath. I'm debating on whether I can do it. I can't even get through one promo without a pun. Tony Sanders Outdoors, 5 to 7 a.m. every Saturday morning. Be sure to check us out on Facebook for our podcast. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Just got a message from... uh, Chuck Sanders, my eye doctor. Did you go to him yet? No, I have not, but he was nice enough to speak at my uh, institution and uh, give us a wonderful lecture on eye safety uh, during the eclipse. He said he was uh, he was going to see us in Ray County today. Oh, cool. It'll be good to see he missed He missed last year's drawing. I think he was in Alaska last year fishing. I believe he was. Yeah, so. I, can, I can understand that. If I mean, if you're in Alaska fishing, I can see that. It, yeah, just bail on it. I mean, you know, you're a hunter. I'm a fisher if it's a choice. So, anyway. Um, so, we're, um, he's going to be there. Sweet. So, good for him. Let's go grab the phones. Good morning. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. This is Ben. How are you? Hey, Ben. Hey, ben. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Hey, sorry to hear about your dad. I saw that on Facebook yesterday that your dad had passed away, and uh, I sure hate it's to hear that. 
it's a blessing. I understand. I understand. I'm I'm the same way with my mom, but uh, uh, it's still it's still tough to lose him. It is. Yeah, I was able to sit there and hold his hand, and and he just peacefully stopped breathing. So right, good, good. I'm glad he I'm glad he went quietly. Yeah, um, and, and I was able to get there from from here to Park Ridge, so it was right. good. Good, good. Uh, I have enjoyed listening to you talk about the sirloin. <laughs> now, now I just got to get after you about getting the taste. You know what? I bet I can handle that for you, Ben. Uh, I bet I can. Uh, between me and Robert, I bet we can cook you up some uh, some some sirloin in the sky, ribeye in the sky, or whatever we want to call sirloin. it. I bet we can handle that for you. Sounds like a deal. Matter of fact, I know we will. I'll just make uh, sure. I'll make sure that happens. All righty. All right. Well, y'all have a good day, and I've enjoyed this. Thanks so much, Ben. I appreciate it. Take care, brother. Bye. Hi. Good friend Ben Byer, who is uh, recuperating. Uh, unfortunately, just lost his uh, his father just in the last couple of days. So, uh, uh, always tough, mm. even though it's a blessing. I understand, but it's still tough. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we need to do that. We need to. I think we can arrange that. That that would be good. I've I've gone out and eaten lunch with Ben, and I know they've got some good dining facilities out there. We can, but not like. Ribeye in the sky. Flying sirloin. We can take care well, which, of that. Which one are we going to use? Sirloin in the sky or ribeye in the sky? Because I say one, you say the other. I mean, it's, it's a freaking frack thing here. Well, they're, it's both. It's good. It's, let me rephrase it. It's, it's good. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's good. Uh, I'm expecting to see a lot of people up there today. I am too. Which I'm kind of disappointed because I, I do want to get drawn. I'm selfish. I, I told I told the guy in charge of the the bird. I'm selfish, guys. I want all the permits in the crane zone. That's I represent the crane zone. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't win, but I did manage to get more. So, which is definitely good. So, what's Sims doing? Uh, I know you're. I know you're big on Sims. Yes, I love their fishing products. Uh, Do they make anything else? Uh, no, they pretty okay. much stick with fishing. Uh, okay. Packs, clothing, other gear, wading boots, stuff like that. Well, at this year's uh, ICAST, they've come out with a veil camo that really breaks up your silhouette so fish can't see you. And fish have very, very good eyesight, especially the trout. They have exceptional eyesight, and this camo is designed... uh, to distort the fish's ability to detect shape and movement. And I'm looking at one of the patterns right here, and I'm going to ask your opinion. It, they, they're making waders, jackets, pants, shirts, um, but they have a whole line of actual wader waders. Call me strange, but I think that this particular trout pattern that they're talking about would work real well in a duck blind. Maybe. I think so. Uh you know, and uh, but honestly, Rob, I think I don't. And and the people that that run the the camo groups out there will mm-hmm. will get all upset. I don't think the camo pattern is near as important as having a camo. Period. Right now, I I get it. I and and I'm a big I'm a big believer in natural gear, uh, but it natural gear is a gray. 
Yeah, it's a and, it's a neutral. It, but I use it even in the in the when it's still green. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of science that goes into camo. The, the deer and the the deer and the antelope react to movement. True. And and, and and camo is designed to break it up, and that's not promoting whichever one it is that, that has a, something called breakup. Right. But it's, it's, it's designed to break up the movement so you can move and it not look like a big blob moving. Right. Um, so, I just, again, there's, there's a lot, and I, I understand, and I, I get it, I've, I've killed one 10-point deer in my life. I'm, I'm not a big trophy guy. I get that. My first deer, or I'm not my first, my second deer, I killed at, at 23 yards smoking a cigarette, leaning next to a hay bale. And the stupid thing walked up and looked at me, and I shot it. I mean, it. I, I was smoking. This is back when I smoked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was, oh. you know, my uncle... When he quit deer hunting was when he was sitting down on a stump, smoking a cigarette. Maybe that's the key. Maybe you got to smoke. Smoking a cigarette, and a, a deer, a, a, a fawn, a, a spotted deer, came up and walked all the way up to him and his gun and stuck its nose up to the end of his gun barrel and started smelling it. He said, if something's that curious, I just can't do it. Yeah, and he quit, and 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 that's fine. It's uh, mm-hmm. it was he. I wouldn't say he was an avid hunter anyway, anymore. But uh, at that point in his life. But I mean, the thing of it is, you can spend all this money on stuff, and and I don't. Now archery is a little bit different. You got to get up close and personal, right? But with guns, true. Good lord! Now again, West Tennessee. A three hundred yard shot's normal, right? Uh, the, I'm in the next county. <laughs> True. Uh, here, it's not quite the same. But now, fish fishing and maybe a little different. I know a couple of guys who actually camo up who go into the Smoky Mountains, um, and they're just trying to break up their silhouette because these brook trout have really good eyesight and they're skinny water and there's not a lot of place and shadows scare them and so you know. And and that makes sense because. Um, you're close, fish. I mean, you may be twenty yards, mm-hmm. and they, they can see. And you get the water magnification. You got all that stuff, sun behind you, and all. It makes sense. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I'm not disputing. I just. I sometimes it's like fishing lures and things. I think a lot of it's designed to hook the fishermen and not the fish. So good point. All right, we'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. 
Don't wait too late. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. I wait. 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the palette. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. It sits above the mantle on a couple rusty nails, and it's worth a bunch of money, but it damn sure ain't for sale. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Granddaddy's gone. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning. I'm excited. I'm ready to go jump in the vehicle, head to the city of Dayton, Tennessee. Actually going to Evansville, Tennessee is where Ray County High School is. That's where we're headed. I'm excited. Me and... Thousand other people. I hope it's not a thousand other people, but maybe. Well, I, I talked to some guy who called me yesterday, and uh, he got confused. He thought he was calling Crossville, mm-hmm. and he he got a hold of me, and he says, "Is this TWRA?" And I said, "Well, no, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm a commissioner. Maybe I can help you." He goes, "Well, I'm looking. It's got your phone number. It says Tennessee Wildlife." Commission, or I said, yes, sir, that's me. Mm-hmm. And a super nice guy, I got to talk to him, and he said, well, I hear that place is going to be so crowded tomorrow. And I said, well, it depends on your definition of crowded. We moved it because it's growing every year. Last year, there was about 600 people there. So I don't know what there will be this year, but um, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. So, But it is going to be at Ray County High School in the auditorium is what I've been told. So. Oh, very nice. So, which holds a thousand. So, if it's over that, we're in trouble. We may not be getting drawn. I hope it's not standing room only because that's going to make the draw a heck of a lot more critical. I'm hoping there's what four seventy nine. 
Yes. I hope there's 479 people. I, that's that's my number I'm, I'm shooting for. No more, no less. <laughs> uh, quick recap of the outdoor calendar. Uh, again, the crane drawing is today. Uh, don't forget, October 13th is the Forgotten Child Crappie Tournament. It's going to be at Chester Frost State Park. It's going to start at Safe Light. Um, you can come see Tony and me do the MCN, and it goes for a really great cause. Uh, I know last year Tony and I did a little shopping before we went out there, and we bought quite a few toys for the kids and put them in the box, and they went home with a lot of toys for the Forgotten Child Fund. So it was really great to be a part of that. Also on uh, Thursday, August 16th, uh, at Two Squares Restaurant, which is on Ann McCullough Highway, Travis Scott, the stream biologist for TWA, will be giving an update on brook trout restoration in the Cherokee National Forest. Refreshments will be provided. Um, I'm going to be tying my top two brook trout flies, so if you want to come watch that and then listen to Travis Scott and learn about brook trout or just hang around with a bunch of fishermen, come on by on Thursday. Sounds like a plan. All right, you got about a minute and a half. Anything else you want to say? Uh, or we're just going to sit here with silent, dead air. We did have a new, uh, we had a state record tied. There we go. We had a state perch record tied. Was this you? No, it was not. Uh, the Cumberland County resident Richard Marsh recently tied the yellow perch state record. Uh, both fish weighed exactly two pounds, three ounces. So, I'd have bet at something. Shove some split shot down his throat. Or I think that's pretty much illegal. I think so, I think too. they kind of check that, too. I think they do. But, a, hey, a two-pound, three-ounce yellow perch, that's a big fish. Uh, the average length of the perch in Tennessee is eight inches, um, and they are available for catching here in the Tennessee River in, Ch- in downtown Chattanooga. I have caught a tarp down there. It was about 12 inches. A tarp? Tennessee Angler Recognition Program. Oh, I th- you said you caught a tarp down there. I'm thinking a, a big green tarp. Or a tarpon. The big golden fish, but <laughs> silver, actually. But Anyway, so cool. All right, so uh, I'm hoping that uh, we see a lot of people up in uh, Rahia County here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I uh, hope you have a good time and hope I get drawn. And if somebody's got to be sacrificed and not drawn, I hope it's not me. I'm, Rob's going under the bus again this year. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, I hope I hear Sanders and not Pratula. If it, if, it, if it comes down to it, that's my goal. Fair enough. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. See you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.